and thank you for checking in to the Home for Reward OCs. This is a podcast where I guess and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Today, our guest is someone that I'm very excited, very, 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 very excited to have on the show, uh, because uh, the guest today is Mildred Lewis. Hi! <laughs> I'm very excited about this, in case you can't tell by the fact that I think I just said very about 16 times. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on here. <laughs> I am really looking forward to this, uh, but I I come from a place of knowing who you are within like the webcomic community, so would you mind kind of introducing your character that we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, so we will be talking about Nora Tanner. She is the main character from my webcomic series, Agents of the Realm. It is a, uh, if you haven't read it, I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Oh. It is a... <laughs> I, I I think I, I think I found it about two years ago, and then I binge read it in about probably five hours or something. Oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> it is a it is a it is a really unique narrative. It's about magical girls in college, and I'm gonna stop myself there because we're gonna be talking about Nora for the whole episode, and I don't wanna I don't wanna take any thunder. Oh. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my god. That makes me, like, so happy. <laughs> hey, I it is a really cool story that you're telling, and I, I think I've said this before on previous episodes of this podcast. In in my opinion, at least, webcomics are more... Webcomics seem to be more so where you can find diverse original narratives as opposed to, you know, hey, it's Spider-Man doing a Spider-Man around New York. Yeah. <laughs> or like, hey, it's Thor. Thor's gonna go get his arm chopped off or something. But with webcomics, there are so many really cool stories out there, like Agents of the Realm. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that, that comic project was such a big passion project for me. Um, like, I grew up on Magical Girl so much, um, and I started developing it around the uh, the reboot that they did, like, a six years, five, six years ago, um, with Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, so it was, it's been, like, a really nice experience to get to basically tell, like, a magical girl story that I've, like, loved my entire life in, like, a way that I feel like reflects me more as a person. So it's it's been really fun. It, it, I can tell that you've had fun because it definitely comes through in the work. Yeah, good, I'm um, so glad. <laughs> uh, we probably can start off by talking about what were some of the inspirations that you had when you were making Agents of the Realm, aside from Sailor Moon Crystal that you just talked about. Um, so... It's it's kind of like a hodgepodge of a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Another Magical Girl story that it's inspired by is Magic Knight Ray Earth, which I feel like is so underrated. <laughs> I feel like whenever people talk about Magical Girls, that like never comes up, and I'm like, no. If I had to be like really honest, that was the one that like really like I fell so hardcore in love with in terms of like the Magical Girl genre, just because like I grew up with like two older brothers, and so like they had like all of those mega animes and stuff that were geared towards them. They had all the Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, exactly. So like getting something that was in a similar vein to that, mm-hmm. that was like being produced and like geared towards young girls. I was like, this is it. this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was also pretty influenced by the old Disney cartoon Gargoyles, uh, which is, okay. like, a very somewhat niche <laughs> I 
uh, around my corner of the internet, there's a lot of love and passion for Gargoyles, but I've never personally seen it. Oh I think I was, I think I was just a smidge too young to have seen it on TV when it was airing. Oh, okay, that's fair. I like. I feel like I ended up seeing a lot of this stuff because, like, I had two older brothers. Like when they were watching mm-hmm. things, I would be watching it too, and my mom would just be like, "Sure, okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely like. A, show that I still love like I watch it I rewatch it periodically and I'm like so there's some things where I'm like I can't believe I was allowed to watch this at that age <laughs> but I'm appreciative of it still um and then it's also kind of influenced by Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> and like Parks okay, and Recreation okay. um just because I love how they write like character driven narratives and like they have such a huge mm-hmm. focus on like the close relationships between everyone who has to like work together towards this common goal or in like the case of like parks and recreation you have like ron swanson who like doesn't want to work towards the goal um but he still has to like find a way to be okay with it and like be a part of the group god bless michael Schur. yeah and all of his workplace comedies that are also actually really inclusive and good yeah oh my god they're always so good Okay, so we go, we get Sailor Moon Crystal, yeah. we get Magic Knight Ray Earth, yep. and Gargoyles, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and uh, Parks and Rec, yeah. and then we get Nora Tanner. Yes, yes, we have Nora Tanner, who is this very not excited to be in college 20-year-old, um, who was definitely inspired by me when I was in school, where it's like, you have this new environment that you're kind of forced to interact with, and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get your sleep in that you want to get done for like 15 hours a day (laughs) while not missing your classes and suddenly you're expected to also like interact with people in this new environment and you're like how do I even go about making friends when you're like not necessarily forced to which I feel like you are when you're like in grade school um so she's Definitely not your typical magic girl heroine in that she's not excited to get to know anyone or excited to take on these new responsibilities that are suddenly shunted onto her. And mm-hmm. hearing someone say that you're meant to be something is not comforting to her at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like it's also very important to note that uh, Nora is that Nora is black, which is also not most magical. Yeah, girls. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was also something that I felt like was really important to me. Like growing up as like a young black girl loving magical girls, and I'm like, this is awesome. But it'd be so cool to be able to see some that actually look a bit like me. Um, so it's that's also been like a really nice thing to get to work on and develop with her. Oh yeah, definitely, and especially since the rest of the cast is just as re- as reasonably diverse as you would see at a at like a modern day college. Yeah, exactly. Like I I have always had like a group of diverse friends of like different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different identities, and everything. So like I really wanted to reflect that too because I'm like I know that people say like write what you know. But I'm like, no, like, this is literally, like, what my group of friends usually look like, like, all the time. You write what you live. You don't write what you know. You write what you live yeah, every single day. exactly. Yeah, it's definitely more accurate. Yeah. Except for, you know, the fact that unless you aren't telling everyone something, you don't, you don't have magical powers, right? I mean, 
I wouldn't be able to tell you if I did because secret yeah, identity fair. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of powers, what kind of uh, what kind of skill set does Nora have with regards to the whole magical girl scene? So her her power is something that still hasn't been fully revealed yet. I know that's been the question that I've been getting asked a lot because everyone's like, we've very clearly seen everyone else's powers because they're elementally mm-hmm. based. Um, but Nora's, it's like, you've, we've seen her use it like a few times, but it's not very clear what it does. Um, so I feel like the most I can say is that it's very relevant to her in terms of her, um, I guess like her relationship to like her role in the group and like her sense of responsibility and like the mantle that she's been taken down, um, or taken on. Um, but outside of that, it will definitely become a lot more clear in volume three what it is. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, I am very excited to see what happens with it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think one comparison that I was thinking of as I was reading through it, I think for the first time, so that would have been like two years ago or mm-hmm. something, was was the old, well, not, I say old. It came out in like, I think 2006 or something. It was the Witch series, the W-I-T-C-H Oh, yeah, thing. I've heard of that series, yeah. Yeah, it's like there's the four elements and then the fifth one, which is just kind of like, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's kind of similar to how it is in Sailor Moon, too. Like, you have the Mm -hmm. the Sailor Scouts, the Central Sailor Scouts, who are, like, all elemental. And you have Usagi, whose power is, like, love. Love? (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Like, love? Yeah. (laughs) So it's definitely in a similar vein to that, yeah. And then that just leaves so much more room for it to be developed and then, like you said, revealed over the course of the coming narrative. Yeah, yeah. It it does have, like, actual real mechanics and, like, an actual element that's related to it um, that I did end up doing research on. So it that has been an actual really cool thing to, like, develop secretly in the background. And, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited to, like, reveal what it is. <laughs> If you're, if you are okay with talking about it, mm-hmm. what, like, what kind of research, like, do you do for, for, like, looking into Nora and, like, Agents of the Realm? Do you do more, like, reading into folklore? Is it, like, getting into more kind of, like, esoteric stuff? Um, it's definitely more into esoteric stuff. Um, like, that's, I feel like, a kind of, like, a common thread in a lot of my writing, um, is that there's usually some kind of esoteric aspect to it and, like, the powers and abilities that go on in there. Um, so yeah, I definitely did a lot of research on, like, different elements, um, that kind of expand past, like, what, from, like, I guess, from, like, a more, like, Western perspective of, like, what elements are, where it's, like... From the more, the more classical elements. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, so that's, that was really cool, just because, um, there is kind of, like, a very heavy spiritual theme to, to agents, um, mm-hmm. where, like, part of even... In volume two, like with Jade's narrative, when that gets revealed, like it's very clearly a struggle of like faith that she has been dealing with and like trying to come to terms with. Um, so that's bringing in like those esoteric spiritual aspects to the story has definitely been a really fun and I think interesting way to handle it, just because I feel like, especially with magical girls. I feel like it usually boils down to like love as like the big yeah. theme. Um, but I guess for me, like with my life and what I've experienced, it's like love comes from like so many different avenues. So like exploring love in a different sense is, is it's been really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That that is really neat to hear, especially because I don't think I could imagine Nora ever having anything so stereotypical as love. Like, yeah, I couldn't see her like shooting like magical heart beams out of her sword <laughs> buckler or something. Just the thought of that, I feel like, would be so hilarious. <laughs> it's just so far. That would be a good like April Fool's Day prank, yeah, but. I feel if that happened, she would just like quit the comic. Like, nope. Yeah, she's done. Like, I'm done. I'm out. This was not a part of the deal. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like your character, like like Nora in particular, has like a life of her own? Like m- maybe more so than other characters that you've like created or written or like made? I guess. Oh, I guess. That's like the interesting thing. I feel like all of my characters are a lot more like they have like their own experiences. Um, and Nora's definitely not an exception. I like one of the things that I usually get asked to is like, how do I handle like writing and developing the story? And I'm like, I have like my outline that I have set up, and then how things actually get to those specific points, it like changes along the way. Like, originally, um, the girls are supposed to actually fight Jordan when they, like, first met her, and I, like, started getting to that point, and it just felt like they were, like, it just felt like a consensus that, like, that's just not the right thing to do anymore, and it, they decided to hug it out instead, and to Nora's dismay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, is that really what we have to do? Okay, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I definitely have, like, this very strange relationship with, like, all of my characters where I, rather than trying to, like, force certain things to happen, I try to, like, feel out, like, what would be the more natural way that they would actually want to handle things. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good approach to take when you're, especially when you're the one both writing and drawing your own comics. Yeah, exactly. Like, I at least have, like, the liberty to be that kind of flexible, so I might as well go with it and have fun with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That brings me to one of my favorite things about agents, which is the, the dynamics between the different agents themselves. Uh, would you mind talking a little bit about like how, how Nora interacts with the others, whether willingly or unwillingly? Oh, man. <laughs> the, the relationship she has with them is like so different depending on each one. Like The relationship she has with Adele, it's like you know, it started off with Nora being like, I have my own dorm room, and then suddenly you, Adele is essentially a tornado that just, like, comes in and just plops her stuff everywhere, doesn't even acknowledge Nora, and it suddenly has just, like, integrated herself forcibly into Nora's life, whether she wants it to or not. Um, and that that's uh, a relationship that I'm actually very excited to explore more, because that's a lot of the highlight in the first chapter of volume three um where suddenly we're kind of forced to understand like what it's like to be in this kind of friendship with this person who is very intense and she's not gonna let things go very easily and for as as much as I love Adele she's so single-minded <laughs> in things and so dismissive um that like Nora's Nora can, like, no longer be this kind of passive character in their dynamic where she's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, because eventually it's not going to be fine. (laughs) Um, 
Well, that's been a really fun dynamic to explore with those two. Um, and then, like, the dynamic that she has with, like, Kendall, where it's, like, kind of passive-aggressive all the time <laughs> between the two of them, where they're trying to be really nice, but they're also both, like, just do the thing I want you to do, and then we'll be cool <laughs> without actually saying it like that. Um, yep. And then the relationship she has with Paige, where Nora is just like, I, whatever you want, I don't care. <laughs> Just leave me just alone. Please, please, please don't hit me and don't make me fail my classes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, I don't care. Whatever. I'm not going to argue. This is like, this is too stupid for me to like try and argue about whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, and then the list she with Jordan, where I feel like Nora half the time is looking at Jordan and just like, why are you like this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. It doesn't have to be this complicated and messy, but why are you like this? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have a coworker who I have very similar stance <laughs> towards. Like, you know what? Like, you just do your own thing. Yeah. I, it is totally your decision. I'm just going to be over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the, the chapter in Volume 2 where, you know, things come to a head with Jordan and Mackenzie. And, it, like, half the time, Nora, Nora and Adele are just, like, eating food, watching, like, popcorn gifting this, like, massive meltdown. <laughs> Because it's just like it doesn't have to be this complicated. It could have been a lot easier, but I guess you just you do you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you say that uh, having them having your story be set in college has given a lot of impact to just like everyone's attitudes of like I don't want to say like unsteadiness, but not necessarily like knowing like what they're doing or where they are or why they're doing what they're doing, that kind of a thing? Yeah, like, I I definitely chose college age because, like, as much as I love how young um, and, like, bright-eyed a lot of Magical Girl stories are, it's, like, that's a mentality that I can't understand anymore because, like, you know, growing up now, you know, once you get into college, it's, there's no room for that kind of happy naivete in terms of like your sense of responsibility and like the concept of like suddenly I have to make decisions that are going to impact me for the rest of my life why (laughs) so like I feel like that's like a perfect age range like start doing magical girl things and like coming of age type stories because like that's really when suddenly you're you're no longer being treated like a kid but at the same time you are being treated like a kid but you're expected to like function like an adult but everyone's like you're not an adult and it's like you have to figure out who you are in the midst of all of these suddenly huge priorities and decisions and responsibilities which is like exactly what magical girls are it's like hey you got these cool powers, but now you have to save the entire world, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> it's like adding on to the checklist of Magical Girl. Wake up. Save the world. Go to school. Yeah. De- declare a major. Do an internship. Yeah, exactly. Bills. Cooking. Yeah. Get a Villains? job. Maybe. Romance. I don't. Networking. I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your LinkedIn account. Magical girl yeah. experience from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I feel like that's also, it's like a good like, parallel. Because I feel like in college you gain all these experiences too that you can't really put on a resume. <laughs> like, And it's just kind of like a natural part of going to college and 
dealing with this new environment. And it's like, you, you build all of these like soft skills that, you know, you have to basically figure out how they apply to like getting a job too. (laughs) What are some things from your own college experience that you kind of, I guess, gave to Nora that, that, that worked into, that worked into Nora's story and her life as a character. Um, If you want to talk about them. Like the first chapter, literally that, Scene where Nora's going to the bathroom and she steps in a puddle of puke. That happened to be like my first week of college. <laughs> I was oh like, my gosh. if someone else has to experience it, it's gonna be. <laughs> and like that was like that entire, I guess that entire like montage was definitely like my introduction to college where it's just like, ah, why? Why is it like this? I just want to, like, get from point A to point B, and then suddenly there's, like, all of these new variables I have to consider and think about and deal with. And mm-hmm. why? Why? <laughs> why? Because <laughs> really so much of it. I appreciate having that, that montage because it, it sets the tone so well for Nora as a character. Like, she, she's, she just wants to be here and, like, hopefully get a degree out of things and not die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, like, not have to talk to as few people as possible. Exactly. Like, I, I will say that was a bit more sociable than she was in college. Um, like, that's definitely a huge difference between us. Um, even though I was, like, uh, over people. But she's definitely, like, I just don't want to deal with people. Theory. <laughs> and suddenly it's, like, one by one, all of these new people, like, show up in her life. And she's, like, I can't get rid of you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Because destiny says so. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes, you know, those friends that just kind of show up and absorb into your friend group become actually really good friends after you leave school. Yeah, like, there's so many people who, after college, I ended up, like, talking to more and, like, getting to know, and I'm like, why didn't we talk more? Oh, right, because college is, like, this weird experience where everyone's, like, trying to fit in but not fit in at the same time there's always like this weird mm-hmm. tension so it's definitely a, a lot easier post-college to like get to know people I feel mm-hmm. how would you say that Nora has been handling the the sudden the sudden role of leadership which has been forced <laughs> upon her I don't know if she's handling it so much as she's resigned to it I think it's like the better way to put it um, but yeah, I feel like resigning to the reality, like, that this is, like, her, suddenly her new life is probably the best way she can go about it. Otherwise, I feel like she would just be, like, fussing and fighting and, like, getting very agitated and cranky over, like, literally everything every five seconds. So this is probably, probably the best, <laughs> the best yeah. for her. <laughs> I know that I've really enjoyed getting to see Nora be be such a such a reluctant leader. Like I don't want to have to be leading you guys, but everyone is squabbling, and yeah. so I am. I gosh dang it! Someone here's got to make a decision, and I guess it's gonna have to be. Yeah, yeah. Like if Nora could have it her way, she would just be sitting back and just. You know, everyone else does their own thing, but that is not how it's going. And so she's just like. Fine, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I also really appreciate that Nora is that well that all of them are smart, but like that they're able to figure things out 
like there's that big reveal that I don't want to spoil that I think is like right at the end of book one or maybe the beginning of book two the the one where the one where she figures out what's been going on on their side oh, yeah. of the divide yeah and I was like that's just so refreshing that they they figure out what's going on before like a villain has to tell them about it yeah like and I feel like that's also the nice thing about writing characters of that age because it's like they're not like sitting ducks basically like when you're in when you're in college I feel like part of the college experience is like you know making you into like a free thinker and like you know getting into creative problem solving and like thinking about things from different perspectives but I feel like mm-hmm. when you're in college and if something like that were to happen like the first thing you're going to start doing is being like all right like <laughs> what is going on here why is this happening and like piecing things mm-hmm. together like figure out what the actual situation is um because yeah, I don't think any college kid would want to go into this so blindly that they would just let anyone tell them whatever and, like, not tell them anything at all. Because it's like, look, dude, I'm missing out on sleep, and I could be eating, like, Funyuns right now, <laughs> and you're, like, taking up my time, so it better be for a good reason. I mean, I feel like they're probably, I feel like probably Adele would have been like, yep, I'm in, let's go. Let's yeah, yeah, no, if Adele were the leader, she would be, like, <laughs> totally blinded by this entire situation, it would be bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what is Nora's cafeteria food of choice, if she has one? Oh, man. If you've, if you've thought that far about it. Her <laughs> cafeteria food of choice is spicy curly fries, for sure. <laughs> good choice, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, any burger. <laughs> good choice, good choice. I, fe- I feel like I would also would enjoy curly fries in a burger, but then my heartburn would come get me in about 30 minutes. Yeah, Nora's, like, <laughs> she's definitely a masochist in that way, where she's just like, I don't care if I feel terrible after. It's going to make me feel terrible in that moment, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> things I don't have on my list of like, hey, like in case you're running out of things to talk about, fast food cafeteria choices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about uh Nora's history without going like too much into like spoilers? Because I would love for everyone who is listening to this to go read Agents of the Realm and not be spoiled. <laughs> yeah. I I mean a lot of her history hasn't really been revealed yet. Um, it won't be for like a while really. Um but a lot of it is, she is actually the oldest of all the girls because she ended up taking a year off after high school um, to deal with herself, really. Um, so a lot of her life really, um, and I guess we like kind of end up seeing like a sliver of like what her home life was like, um, or like what it is now, because it's drastically different from what it used to be when she was growing up. Um, but like her, her parents are super overprotective to the point that it was definitely not the best for her growing up. Um, and that was definitely something that they like collectively had to work through. And it was definitely something that they ended up working through, especially over like the end of her high school career. And like in that year before she started college. Um, but yeah, she's, she definitely has like a history of depression. Um, which I feel like so many people can probably pick up on from her characterization that, like, 
she's struggling with some stuff constantly and like dealing with anxiety and just I feel like that's also been one of my favorite things about developing her and like having her character evolution because I feel like who she is now versus like where she is currently in the story is still like miles and miles of huge difference where it's very clear that in spite of this kind of messy chaotic craziness that she's been sucked into it's still oh, yeah, like that's putting it real lightly. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's still clearly helping her find herself in a way that she hadn't before um so that's definitely been like one of my favorite things like yeah her natural inclination would be to you know keep to herself and not talk to anyone but now she suddenly has a group of friends whether she wants to or not um but they actually turn out to be pretty cool and like they end up having fun like they have they end up having, like, a sleepover, and, like, they start hanging out and, like, having a social life together, and that's definitely something that Nora didn't really experience before that moment, um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun to, like, kind of, like, slowly push her out of her comfort zone, and, like, show her <laughs> that it's, like, it's okay. <laughs> the world's not all that bad, I swear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello, this is your support system? Yeah, exactly. She's like, this can exist. Why? What is this? It's going to collapse at any moment. And it's like, no, it's actually okay. They're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're going to hate them until you don't, and then you're going to love them. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. So since she's a college student, what are her academic inclinations? I think the bio on the site, please correct me if I'm wrong, has her as, like, undeclared? Or is she, like... Psychology? Um, yes, I now I have to like double check because I, I feel yes, yeah, psychology. Okay, it's been revealed. Okay, yeah, it's on her cast page. She's studying psychology. Um, her inclinations right now are, if, I guess, if you were to like see her class schedule, it would be very clear that she was like, I just want to coast this semester and not care. <laughs> like she just loaded it with classes that she thought were like that they were going to be like jokes um like that she took all the gen eds yeah exactly like part of the reason why she's in like the class where she meets everyone in is because she's like mythology sure that sounds like i could sleep in it like every week and then just probably show up the last minute and ace the test um and then that takes a left turn that she wasn't expecting (laughs) it takes several left turns yeah (laughs) That is always so fun to think. I, I I know that in the past when I've developed characters, sometimes I'm like, what, what would they have been studying in school? So it's always really, it's really fun to get to see, like, with the rest of the cast, like, oh, hey, like, this is what their majors are. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, like, one of my favorite things that's going to be, like, kind of a partial story for, like, um, volume, like, for their second year story arc is that suddenly they're not taking classes together anymore. Like, they can't because they've been forced to declare their majors, and they're like, what does this mean for the group? (laughs) And, like, you get to see, like, what kind of classes each of the girls are taking and, like, get a better idea of, like, what they want to study. And it gives a lot more insight into, like, basically who they are as individuals. Um, But one of my favorite things is, and I'm fine with, like, spoiling this, is that in their second year, they take up roller derby as, like, their group activity. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so oh my I, yeah, I'm, like, I'm so excited for that arc. I'm so excited. 
people are going to go insane. I hope you know that. I'm I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do they make Nora the jammer just because she tries to get away from everyone the fastest? Yeah. <laughs> perfect because i feel like each of their personalities fit into like different roles on the roller derby team um because i guess if you look at roller derby teams they're kind of like glorified magical girls in a way so i think it's like a good parallel for them <laughs> mm-hmm. that is, gosh that's just so good yeah <laughs> also i i appreciate that everyone is like okay what should we do to hang out let's go let's go hit each other on roller skates that requires physical coordination and if you... even though jordan is the most athletic out of all of us and if you can guess who probably suggested it if you thought jordan you guessed right mm-hmm. jordan the person who's just like i found this random flyer everywhere let's do this thing and everyone's like why because why not <laughs> oh gosh that's just gonna, that is so fun to look forward to yeah. i'm gonna be thinking about that the first of the night i hope you know that oh good <laughs> i've been thinking about it for so long i've like already started designing their outfits and everything it's been one of those things that i'm like i can't wait <laughs> mm-hmm. that's gonna that's just gonna be so good <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, oh, I skipped this question. Uh, this is a really simple one. What does Nora look like? Because Nora... this is an audio medium and I can't just put up a picture oh, of her okay. for the... That's fair. Like, hey, look at this on your podcast screen. That's Okay, that's fair. Um, so she has, like, really big, long hair that she barely takes care of. Like, very bare minimum takes care of it. Um, so that, I guess, like, um, since she is, like, a black girl, that's been, like, a very passive... A story arc that I don't know how people are actually picking up on it where it's like at the start of the story it's very clear that she just goes into bed and like that's it and then suddenly there's like you start seeing visually that you know she starts doing hairstyles and like taking care of it a bit more and she's very clearly like learning the art of like self-care <laughs> like the background Aww. yeah yeah <laughs> I picked up on the hairstyles but not that it was like connected to like oh hey I should take care of Myself, yeah really good. yeah like i i love doing like really passive things like that i'm like another thing is like with norin and dell's dorm room it's like it starts off so bare minimum and then gradually like every time you see it it looks a bit more lived in so it's very clear that they're like getting more comfortable with like each other and this entire situation mm-hmm. so i love doing like really tiny background details like that that is so good yeah. um uh, and then she has buck teeth because i have one of my rules for all of my main characters of all my comics is that they have to have imperfect teeth. I don't know why. It's just like one of those things that I'm like, no, they can't have perfect teeth. Um, so her thing, then go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but her things is like she's got like two big buck teeth. Like anytime her mouth is open, you can see those two front teeth. <laughs> like no matter what. Um, uh, and then she has a very pale, like kind of silver blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool because aren't those are please like please correct me if I'm wrong here like aren't all the girls eye colors kind of like special I don't think they're they're not tied to their magic colors right no they're not tied to their magic color but no one okay, has cool. like I don't think anyone really has naturally colored eyes I think everyone has like purple like 
Um, if it's like a blue or a green, it's like a very clearly unnatural <laughs> looking color. Um, mm-hmm. I, Paige has orange eyes. So like uh, that's been the fun direction I've been taking it from in like visually. Is there a specific reasoning behind that? Uh, I think I just love working with colors. <laughs> And I like having that kind of, like, visual contrast, um, just because, yeah, that that comic is, like, I feel like the more I work on it, the more colorful it gets every single time, um, so that was definitely, like, the start of it. (laughs) And it's just so good. That's another thing I love about it. It's just so gosh darn colorful. Yeah. it's, It's, like, it's just so fun. It's, like, okay, some of them are, like, some of the other comics I read are, like, black and white or grayscale and it's like no this is just so bright and colorful yeah it's it's like been getting more and more colorful because it definitely started very flat colored at the beginning um but like for volume two for like a weird mixture of reasons that it just like started slowing down production but doing that made me go if i'm gonna be slowing down in production then i'm just gonna like up the colors like up to mm-hmm. 500 so that like if i'm slowing down in production then it's like at least for like a really good reason um so it's like mm-hmm. just gradual like evolution of like going from flat colors to like huge like insane special effects where like my photoshop files are just way too big now <laughs> <laughs> and photoshop is like i am unable to currently load the previews for this yeah. because this file is too large exactly or like i have to sit and watch the save but like bar like very slowly and i'm like all right no one breathe mm-hmm. don't breathe <laughs> please Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God forbid you have any of the programs running at the same time, whether it's Photoshop is like, nope, yeah, done. Exactly. Yeah, that happened to me like a few times last year, and I was just like, oh, God. So, what are some of your favorite plot points that have happened to Nora so far in the comic? Ooh, so far. Um, ooh, that's a really good question. Um, favorite plot points. Um, well, since the comic is just starting to. Re- it's like re-updating right now um since i ended up re-lettering everything for the volume one and volume two reprints um mm-hmm. my favorite one of my favorites so far is when she meets rowan at the halloween dance um that, i think that one just came out yeah literally like just today or today or tuesday yeah it was like literally that's like the four pages that happened like this week or, or, or that arc um and i'm very excited for him to come back he is coming back coming back in volume three he's been like my little my little angel that i'm like don't worry mm-hmm. <laughs> he's such a good boy he's such a good boy he's oh god it's it's his him coming back is i think gonna be hilarious because i just know how much of a nerd he is um mm-hmm. so it'll be nice to, like properly introduce him to like everyone and show everyone exactly how nerdy he is um but yeah like that whole story arc i really love um, another story arc I love that's happened so far. Hmm. Man, that's like a really good question. I think another story arc I would say is the end of chapter four, three, three, when like all the girls come together, um, just because that very clearly is showing Norris like stepping into the leadership role. Um, where, like, all the girls start spiraling and freaking out because there's the big reveal over, like, what's actually going on. And Nora's, like, looking at everyone, like, nah, I'm, like, apparently <laughs> the only one who can deal with this, so I guess I'm going to. Um, and she starts, like, pulling everyone in together. 
and, mm-hmm. you know, helping come with like a plan, like how to handle this whole thing with Jordan, this new person that no one even knew existed. Um, mm-hmm. And like, even just like that final scene where like, it's a group hug and it's like very clearly her in the center. And she's just like, <laughs> that's like the peak resignation of her <laughs> into yeah. like the role of leadership. Um, and then a third one. Man, that's a good question. I guess a third one, and it's like a really weird thing. It's from volume two. Um, and it's not even like really a story point, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, she starts giving all the girls rides so they can get home. <laughs> it's like yeah. just her, like, she like just keeps randomly bumping into everyone and everyone like is stranded or like they're trying to like deal with everything by yourself. And she's just like, yeah, just get in the car. <laughs> Yep. Just, just get in the car. Don't argue. Just go. Yep. I'm the one here with a car. I guess. I guess I'm being the driver for today. Get in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That struggle. Yeah. That struggle when you are the friend in college that has a car, and then everyone's gonna know about it. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. Although now that just made me wonder: is there are there is there ride sharing? in in their in their university i don't think so because the time frame that like this is inspired by is like from when i was first in college and that didn't really exist um so i god i'm like when was i first in college that's a great question (laughs) um so i guess like the early like the early 2010s is like that time frame and i don't think really ride sharing was a thing back then not from what i can remember I was definitely still cabbing it, and it was definitely very expensive. <laughs> I, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Although now I'm imagining, like, what would happen if they, like, if they had, if they finished a fight and then had to catch an Uber to, okay. like, back to the university? <laughs> Just, like, everyone cram in with your giant skirts. That would be so Do something with that, with that pole arm, because it's not going to fit in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. You have to like strap it to the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> oh gosh, but that, I might have to draw that. That's too good. Yes, yeah, that's, that's an absolutely <laughs> amazing image. <laughs> if you don't, I will. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, I got off. I got off track with magical girl Uber. Oh no. <laughs> Um, how do you see yourself in Nora? How do I see myself in her? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've always considered writing Nora, like, trying to write for, like, a past version of myself, um, that I feel like had, uh, had this come out when I was around that age, like, ending high school, starting college, that I would have really appreciated. Um, so, like, I guess it's, like, she's kind of like the the kind of really awkward black girl that I would have loved to see and like would have 100% related to and like mm-hmm. probably helped encourage me with a lot of things that I know I was personally struggling with at the time yeah mm-hmm. and plus now you can create her with hindsight so yeah okay, this this is what I this is what I went through here's how you can get through this yeah exactly like that's that's definitely how I uh, one of the things I've been like enjoying so much is just like having that hindsight and being like, all right, like college. I've been through college. It's a tough time. 
but if if I could like even though I can't help the past version of me what could I do to potentially help other people who are like going through that time period in their lives and Mm -hmm. helping them like helping encourage them maybe like getting out of their box and like doing things they maybe normally wouldn't have done because they are too nervous or they feel too insecure too scared or whatever um so that's definitely been a really really wonderful and very validating aspect of writing that's that is just that is really neat to hear I i feel like a lot of the times narratives that are told are ones like oh hey it's just it, like it is wish fulfillment which is perfectly fine yeah i don't i don't feel like i hear about a lot of readers where it's like i am writing this to my past self yeah to people who are going through what i went through yeah and i know it's like a, i feel like usually when people do that it's like they do it they're like they're they're like autobio comics and like non-fiction things but i feel like it's just as important with like fictional stuff because at least then you know it's it's not just about like that heavy experience. It's also like entertaining and fun and you can check out mentally to like a certain degree while you're enjoying this thing. It just also, you know, covers some slightly heavy topics from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's also part of the course for a magical girl. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, they're definitely not all like butterflies and kisses <laughs> for sure. No, <laughs> I mean, Look at look at Magic Knight Rare. Yeah. Oh. You man. get to decide who lives in existence. Yeah. That who? Oh boy. Yeah, that gets heavy. <laughs> or like Sailor Moon, where they're like dying at the end of like every story arc, and they have to like sacrifice themselves. Yeah, it gets heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does, but you know what? That's that's what that's why you also have like the fun stuff to balance out all the heaviness. Exactly. <laughs> So I am almost at my last question. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything that you want to say about Nora before we go into that? Or Agents of the Realm as a whole? Uh, well, oh, that's a good question. I'm like, what do I want to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I hope if anything, people are just able to find like a new sense of encouragement to, to explore and experience things that maybe they were necessarily open to or like think they could do um because that's definitely been like one of my favorite things as i've been writing this is like having readers contact me and they're like hey you know like this comic helped encourage me to like do something that i was like really nervous and maybe like super self-conscious over doing so i i hope it helps continue to encourage people to to do to to do bigger things that they want to experience and they should experience oh I had, I did have a thought that I had, which is, uh, I know that in the past you've drawn the agents crossed over with like their Pokemon partner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget which, what was, who was Nora's Pokemon partner? Oh. Or would you change it from when you drew it? Who? Oh man. I don't even remember. Um. I remember that, I remember that you drew it at some point. Yeah. I just cannot remember who. It was, had a, what. it was a grass Pokemon. It was, I am, like, blanking on the Pokemon's name. I think it's a grass fairy type. Um, it has, like, the weird, like, triangle thing sticking out of its chest. I, Gardevoir. There we go. Oh, a psychic fairy. It was, she's a psychic fairy. Like, I think it's grass. That's so weird. Um, no, I think that's still perfect. <laughs> psychic and fairy is probably, like, I guess if you're, like, super into Pokemon, that's a good combo. 
of a hint for what Nora's abilities are. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also appreciate that it's like Gardevoir is like the super fancy one, and Nora's like sweaters, yeah. jeans. <laughs> yeah, she's like I think she's just like in shorts and a t-shirt for her Pokemon <laughs> outfit. <laughs> That is just so good. I always appreciate seeing, like, hey, like, here's here's my character, but with their Pokemon team. Yeah, I love that stuff so much. I I feel like I've come across, like, other prompts like that that I, like, really need to get on to because I love, I love doing things like that. I think that's such a good way to, like, get to know people's characters a bit more in, like, a different environment, too. Oh, yeah. Always like, oh, hey, like, what's your, what's your character's Harry Potter house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's their Warrior Cats clan or something? Yeah. Although I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. Oh, that reminds For one of the story arcs in Volume 3, the girls go to a comic convention, and they end up dressing up as, like, D&D characters. So that's also a really fun thing, because then you get to see, like, what everyone's class is. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be so good to see. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> Nora, I was like, what if, what if Nora just shows up as a gelatinous cube with, like, a giant box, so don't touch me? <laughs> that would be very accurate. Oh, gosh. And I'm going to think about that for the rest of the night, too. Oh, gosh. I'm just so excited for the rest of this comic. Yeah, I so much of this has been like a long time coming, and like re-updating it from the beginning was slightly painful because I was like, I'm like right here, and I'm like kind of re-releasing it. But I feel like it's also been um, almost necessary. Like I know for me, like starting it from the beginning, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I wrote all of this. It like helped me reappreciate everything I've done so far, and like. I'm still doing, I'm like, I did this? Really? Okay, sure. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I like I can't wait for volume three. Like so much so much gets closed off in volume three that has been building up for so long. And it's definitely the big difference I would say is that it's a bit more action y than the first few volumes. Um, which will also be really fun because I feel like we haven't really seen the girls in action together and like mm-hmm. working together to like take down evil basically um so i'm i'm really excited to really show that aspect of the comic off oh gosh that's so exciting yeah. to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay that brings me to the final question for today which is why do you love nora so much oh she's such a good bean I call her the grumpy bean because <laughs> she's, she's just so grumpy. You're not wrong. Yeah, she's she's so grumpy, but like she has a good heart, and I I love even though I'm the writer, but like I love seeing her appreciate how good of a heart she has too, um, because I feel like that's something that can like everyone needs is like learn to appreciate the goodness that exists in them, even if you know they are struggling with like um depression or anxiety or anything like that like you even if you feel like you're in like the darkest pits you still 
you still are entitled to being able to see like the kind of beauty that exists in you. So that's definitely my favorite thing about her. It's just like seeing her appreciate herself slowly but surely and like growing more comfortably in her own skin. That's so good. (laughs) Okay. Because that was the last question. Thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it a whole lot. Oh my God. Thank you. This was such a good, fun time to be on here. This is so wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hey, you're welcome. I am I am very glad that uh, that you actually responded to the email. I was like, I'm just going to send this out on a wing and a prayer. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so funny when I got it because, like, literally that day I was like, you know, it would be really nice to do podcasts again. And then I got your email and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah perfect timing. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's so good. I didn't, I didn't know that, but that that is that is very nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so where would you like to be fed on the internet? Do you have anything you want to promote? I know you have at least one thing you want to promote. Yes, you can read Agents of the Realm online at agentsofthealm.com. Um, I also have an online store uh, that there's a link to the shop on the website where you can grab ebook volumes of volume one and volume two right now and the physical copies will be available at the end of this month for people to purchase as well and if you want to see me not really post on twitter (laughs) you can follow me at art of m lewis on twitter and that's also my instagram handle too I, I do not blame you for not being on Twitter a whole lot because there's a lot that goes on on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't need to go on. Yeah, I feel like there was something like two weeks where like I just didn't log on because I had so much going on last month, and then I started mm-hmm. logging in again, and I was like, "Oh, whoa! I can only handle this for like 15 minutes tops before I have to like jump off again because this is, whoo, <laughs> yep. this is a Twitter's lot. Twitter's a lot. Yeah, it's a heck of a lot." <laughs> The Home for Rayward OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, and Stitcher. Our theme song is filed by Pottage and Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. And uh, I do have guests lined up over the course of the next month or so but if you are interested in being on the show uh keep an eye on the twitter because probably a day or so after this comes out i'm gonna put out some i'm gonna make another like general announcement about hey do you want to be on the show pitch me your character here uh so that way i can start getting more voices on the show and of course this is a podcast and so it is always incredibly helpful if you can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice and maybe even leave a review because that helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been The Home for Rayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Uh, I'm Googling. <laughs> Go for it. Um, let's see. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? Its lyrical complexity? 
Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually, a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. Ha <laughs> ha!